You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, just go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. Or you can always join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. I hope right now you've snagged some fizzy housewives-inspired rosé for yourself, packing a punch at 14% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. I designed these perfectly with my pals at Elix. I have four fun designs inspired by Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Atlanta, New York, and New Jersey, and you're going to want to stock up for the holidays or get it for your Bravo-obsessed bestie for Christmas. Or Hanukkah. Is Hanukkah still happening? Maybe it is. I don't know. Head over to nofilterwine.com. Go to nofilterwine.com. Okay, I'm excited because um, I'm hoping my cheeks are a little blushy so that I have a little pink rocking in in, in the vibe right now. Today, I have on the lovely lady in pink who you may recognize from the Real Housewives of Dallas. Please welcome back to hashtag no filter, Cameron Westcott. Yay. Thank you so much for having me, Zach. I'm so excited to see you. I can't believe it's been a year since we've we've last chatted. So much has happened since then, Cam. I mean, I don't know how it's been a year. Yeah, and so much has happened since then, and it's crazy. And gosh, it's been a crazy year. How have you been? Obviously, we haven't heard from you in a minute. You've kind of been laying low with the fam, but what's been going on with you? Gosh, I've been so busy with the fam, you know, running everywhere with my kids, being a full-time mom again, which is so nice. You know, I've missed out on a lot of... um, carpool driving in the past since I was always filming or doing press. And now I'm like full on carpool driver every day. You know, you got to watch out for me on the road and, you know, just been busy uh, revamping my line with sparkle dog right now. And hopefully, you know, um, the new packaging will be out soon. So I've been working on that, which is exciting. How is sparkle dog and the pups? You're a killer dog mom. We love the pups on the Instagram. Yes. And I just got a new doggy, Pugsley. He's a little pug and he's the sweetest little thing. So we gave him to my son for his birthday, actually his eighth birthday. He begged for a pug for literally three years straight. So we finally were like, okay, you're going to get a pug finally. And he's so happy. So we have a new family member. So I'm so excited. And he actually is currently at puppy college right now. He is busy training away. He's over with, um, you know, Brad over at Bevel Dog Behavior. You know, you saw Brad on the show with me. Yeah, I love Brad. Oh, God. And he's so easy on the eyes, Cameron. Yes. And he's already potty trained Pugsley. So he's already potty trained Pugsley. So I'm so excited. I got the news yesterday that Pugsley is pretty much there. So I'm like, ah, so excited. I love it. Do you feel like you're you're the Dallas version of Lisa Vanderpump with all the pink and all the dogs? Oh, gosh. I, I feel like I could be like the princess version and she's the queen. I mean, she'll always be the queen. I love it. So have you enjoyed kind of having a break from having to film? Because how often or how long in between rapping for the reunion and taping the next season did you typically have? We usually had the whole summer off and then we would usually start in February. So we'd have like summer and fall off and right when spring hits like February, March would start filming all the way to the summer. So it's really nice 
that I have my life back. It's weird because, you know, it's been five years, even though I was only on for four seasons, but it's really, you're filming for like, you know, sometimes a year after that, just with, you know, confessionals and press. So it's, it's weird. It's like, it's so weird. Cause I look at photos when I first started the show and I see how little my children were mm-hmm. and I'm like, God, where's the time gone? So do you, are you kind of happy though, to kind of have this pause? Obviously I feel like a lot of people in 2020 as tumultuous and unpredictable, and unpredictable of a year as it was, a lot of people are like, I'm glad that I had a bit of a break. I'm glad that I got to be home with the family a little bit more, or do you miss it? And you're like, I kind of miss, you know, the production and the cast and the constant events. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I do miss hanging out with the girls because they grew on me. I mean, being with them, you know, for five years, they became like sisters to me, even though we had ups and downs, we really had this strong, you know, relationship and bond. And it, I, I don't know if it was just survival mode mm-hmm. because we all were like trying to survive and we're all like hanging on each other, trying to survive in this crazy world. Um, but at the same time, it's nice to be with my regular friends. I mean, it's so funny because, you know, some of them watch the show, some of them don't, but they, they don't understand what I went through emotionally and they don't get it. So when I want to talk about, you know, my filming life, I always call the other girls and I always like hash it out with them and they always listen and, you know, and, and we still hang out. I mean, we see each other every so often have a happy hour together and, you know, it's fun memories we'll share forever. That's good. Do you feel like, I feel like the last two seasons of Dallas kind of got really heavy and maybe it was kind of good that we had like a bit of a pause and hopefully we can come back like we did Vanderpump Rules or Real Housewives of Orange County where like it was a necessary break and now we get to come back refreshed. Totally agree. It, you know, it got really, really dark and, and it it got to a point where it was, you know, starting to hurt people's families and lives. And, and I joined the show, you know, yeah, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be, you know, chaos and fun parts of the show, but at the same time, I'm not out to like hurt people. So, you know, it got to a point where it got really ugly and a lot of just horrible fights. So I'm glad that we're all having a break and, you know, maybe it'll be a long break. I don't know, but right now, God, I'm still so busy so busy still. <laughs> well, Andy did say on Twitter that it's it's possible that they could do with Dallas what they did with Miami and revamp it on Peacock. Is that something you think you'd be interested in doing? You know, it depends. Um, if they call me tomorrow, I would probably think about it. Um, you know, and I'll be fully honest, like if they came to me last season and they said, yeah, we're going to have another show. I would probably agree and be on it and hope that I can reconcile, you know, with Tiffany and work things through. Um, that was always my goal. Um, you know, so I, I, I don't know, I go back and forth, but then my husband, you know, I feel like my husband is so protective and, you know, he saw me get so slandered on Twitter and social media and, you know, just butchered alive that I don't know if my family will let me do it now. Cause I mean, yeah. months and months went by and I just was being attacked, 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 attacked. It, it was the craziest year for me. So I just feel like, oh, God, I don't know. Do you, have ha- do you have any regrets about, you know, how the last reunion went down or how a lot of stuff on Twitter played out afterwards? You know, yeah. I mean, I have a lot of regrets 
regrets. And you know, one thing too, when you're at the reunion, I, I was in the hot seat. I was in the hot seat for like nine hours and like you're being stared at and, and they expect you to react to everything. And yeah, there's things that I probably shouldn't have reacted to. And, you know, for instance, like I probably should have never reacted to Tiffany's TikTok. I, I apologize for reacting to that. That wasn't my place to talk about. And I now know that that wasn't my place. Um, you know, at the, at that time, I, of course was, um, you know, focused that it was like perpetuating stereotypes. And I thought that was a bad thing. So I was trying to bring light to that. And I realized later that that's not my place. And I also just didn't understand why, um, an abusive childhood could be turned into a joke, but, that was my mama bear side coming out, trying to protect people from not, you know, copying it. Cause I was like, Oh gosh, like it, it was just my protective mom side. I just didn't want anyone to go through, through that. So it was so sad, but then again, it's not my place. And I probably should have never talked about that. Um, but you know, it's reunion and yeah. they expect you to say something and it's like, you know, God, we're all learning and growing though. And yeah. I, I'm learning when to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> Aren't we all? I mean, if anything, this is a learning time for all of us, you know, and I think especially when you have a platform, you know, you have the opportunity to make mistakes and then learn from them for people to be able to watch. Do you wish we could have really kind of seen that journey play out? Like, do you wish cameras would have been rolling over the summer when things were so heightened? Yeah, I really do. I really wish people, you know, saw me you know, going through my ups and downs. I mean, after the reunion, I felt awful. Like I, I apologized multiple times. I wanted to reconcile. I want to move forward. You know, there's many apologies before the reunion about everything. I felt horrible and I left crying like a runaway bride. Like I didn't even do my cast photo, which they do it after I was like crying. I was like, Oh my God, it was hysterical. The cameras were chasing it and they took all of it out. Of course, I was just like bawling. I was like, I, I honestly almost had a panic attack yeah. because it was hard because I felt like I was being accused of being a person that I wasn't. And it was just, my communication was not the best. And, you know, sometimes things don't always come out when we react the way we want them to. And yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff that was going on, but my makeup yeah. artist was so sweet. She got me home and I was hysterical. It was nuts. Yeah. And we did have a, a couple of blunders. You know, there was the white face remark re regarding the clown emoji. Would you like to address that? Yeah, that was 100% not, a, not acceptable for me to even say that 100%. Um, I, of course, you know, don't know what all the emojis are and... I'm a little behind on technology and I, I don't know. I didn't ever realize people use that emoji all the time. And I honestly, believe it or not, I'm not online watching that stuff. So when I kept seeing clown emojis everywhere, I, I, I didn't understand. I, 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 and I just like, of course I react and it's like, and that's the thing. Sometimes my reactions are not the best yeah. and being a housewife, you're a good housewife when you react but then sometimes you're like, oh, my God, I'm an idiot. Like, well, I sometimes think, I think if anybody was in a position of having cameras on them all the time or as often as as a housewife does, you're right. going to catch something that's 
distasteful or that's a slip up. I mean, I know there are so many times where I say things where I'm like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have said that. And I'm glad that there weren't a camera, there weren't cameras on me because then if that's, it gets broadcast and that people don't get the full context. Obviously we now know that, you know, there's a difference between white face and black face and, you know, you're owning that mistake. Yes, a hundred percent owning it. It was horribly, you know, wrong of me to respond that way. And, you know, I did hire a DEI expert actually after reunion and she, you know, taught me a lot and she taught me what a microaggression was. And And can you explain to people what that is, what, what somebody like that typically, what their role is? Yeah, I actually, you know, so a DIY expert actually will talk to you about, you know, um, what other people are experiencing that are diverse and they can explain to you um, how something can offend somebody else. And sometimes, you know, if you're not seeing these things play out as examples, you don't understand until you're in the position. And I really think that um, it helped me a lot because I didn't even know what a microaggression was. Okay, believe it or not, like, I didn't, I didn't know what that was. And so I learned so much this year and I I, I do think everyone, you know, should learn these terms just so that everyone is aware and more cautious of their behavior. And I think Cameron, that there's power in saying, I didn't know. And now I know, but there's power in saying, I didn't know. Cause here's the thing. We're not, you know, super people. We don't know everything. And it's hard sometimes. I mean, if anything, in the past two years, I'm a person of color and I'm gay. I'm too, I'm a double minority. And there's still shit that I'm learning too. You know what I mean? And it's like, we are human beings. We're not good or bad. We're both good and bad. And we have slip ups and we learn and we grow from them. And it's by having conversations like this and being able to talk through it that we learn. Because the reality is we all grow up in some sort of bubble, you know, our communities, whatever it is, or even if it's family related or culturally related, we grow up in a bubble. And it's not until we get outside of that bubble that we're exposed to other people and other cultures and other experiences. And then we can see the differences and appreciate them. Right. Yes. And I I honestly think it's so important to have the open conversations to work together, you know, so that everyone can learn. And I, and, and that's the other thing I have like mentioned many of these, you know, situations to just people, you know, that I've been with, even, you know, some of my other friends, um, and they're, they never even knew what a microaggression was. So it's like at the same time I wasn't telling everyone, Oh, I learned what it means. It's what you need to know. So It was great. It was um, really important for me to do that. Now, we do have to talk about the tweets because those got you into some fire, too. Your brother-in-law, some of his social media posts were exposed and you and your husband were dragged into it. How did you feel when all of that sort of came out? I honestly had no idea that was going on. At the same time, I was literally at lunch, okay? And I was like, why is my phone blowing up? This is what is going on here. And, um... I honestly believe it 100% was inappropriate, 100% was wrong that they got involved in this housewife drama. Families should not get involved. I think the reason why they got involved in the first place was because of months and months and months of me being slandered and attacked. And they saw me crying all the time. They were exhausted and they were so like annoyed of me crying and being upset that they're like, we got to do something. 
and believe it or not, they never even spoke about it. Like it's just both just got so frustrated and then they reacted in a very, very poor, inappropriate manner. And I don't believe everything they said a hundred percent. No. And, um, they made mistakes. And, and that's the thing. I think sometimes when your family, you know, you try to do things to protect people and you do it in a really crappy way and it comes out really bad. So did those bring forward some uncomfortable conversations within the family? We had a lot, we've had a lot of, um, hard conversations. I have definitely, um, learned a lot this year and yeah, and a lot of sticky conversations. Um, but I do think everyone is learning and growing right now. And that's all we can do is we can just all be patient with each other and be there for each other. We're all going to fall at some point and, you know, remember who picks you up because, you know, we all want to have someone to pick us up one day. Have there been conversations about what went down on Dallas and on social media with you and the other cast members? Um, conversations with, uh, you mean with my, uh, my cast? Yes. Or, okay. Um, yes. So I talked to all the other cast members and we're all great friends. I see them, you know, um, often, um, and we, you know, we all have similar views. We all saw what we saw during the season. We all had so much fun. And, you know, you can see like after like episode six, we're all having so much fun together, laughing and yada, yada, yada. And I think we're all on the same page together. I don't think people want to get involved because who wants to be caught in that fire? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? No one's be caught in this fire. They're staying real far away. So they stay safe. But like, yeah, I think we're all on the same page. You know, we're not out to hurt people's families and we're all learning and growing and we need to be there for each other. So yeah, we all make mistakes, but at the same time, we, you know, we all need to stick together as a team. Have you talked to Brandy at all? Because obviously she had her own little moment that what we saw in this season. Have you guys kind of talked and, and supported each other through it at all? Yes. Um, I've been there for Brandy as well. And, you know, it was really hard for her to go through all the stuff that she went through on this season. And I think she's just enjoying her quiet time, not by being like, just being, not being on the show. Like she's just chilling out, relaxing, focusing on family and, you know, and I'm proud of her for getting that, you know, spending that time for herself. Were there conversations that went on with the network Obviously, they made a statement at the time. You know, how did that go down with them? Um, there were no conversations actually with the network. Um, you know, when I was um, being, you know, slandered and attacked through social media before all that, I was told to stay low, do not react, do not get involved because you're going to make bigger problems for everyone. And so I listened to that and I stayed low and, you know, um, I, I just didn't want to get involved and I wanted to move forward. And I knew if I kept fighting Tiffany on social media, if I knew I kept going, we would never be able to reconcile one day. So I didn't want to keep going. I wanted to reconcile reunion. I wanted to reconcile in February. You know, we had a production meeting in February and we reconciled. Everything was great. I was talking about how excited I was that Chinese New Year was coming for her. She was so excited 
excited. She was telling me all about, you know, um, the traditions. And I was like, so excited. And she was, we were laughing how she was going to take me to, um, the grocery store. We were going to make chicken foot soup and it was baby mm-hmm. steps. And we're like, Oh, this is going to be so fun. I could do, I could do chicken foot soup. I mean, <laughs> come on, I can do that. Um, and we, you know, we were laughing and having fun. And then I asked her to go to coffee and I said, let's, you know, let's do coffee. And, um, then she canceled on me and then I said, okay, well, let's do coffee the following week. And then she canceled on me and then, yeah. And I think she wanted to wait for a reunion. And I think the reason why she wanted to wait for a reunion, because she wanted to address everything at reunion. She didn't want to reconcile before that. And that really hurt me because I was like, well, are you wanting to be my friend or you just want to destroy me at reunion? So, it, you know, it hurt me. Um, um, and then at reunion, I definitely apologized. I was crying and she didn't believe my tears were real. And I wanted to hug her and she wouldn't hug me. And it was like, I mean, she hugged me, but she's like, it's so awkward. And then it's like, literally I left crying and I, she just would never apologize back. And it's like apology after apology, apology. It's like, I don't know what to do. So, you know, I talked to my therapist and she said, it's like an unhealthy marriage when you have two people and one person doesn't want to reconcile, there's nothing you can do. You just have to let it be and move on. And so I'm like, well, I I mean, I tried so hard. It's like, I'm not going to keep apologizing when she doesn't accept it. So there hasn't been any reconciliation recently? No. Mm-mm. No, I, 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 I've given up. I mean, I've tried to reconcile many, many times before and it just, it, it doesn't go anywhere. Do you think, you know, there would be, when the dust settles, maybe there's an opportunity for that? Never say never. I mean, yeah. I always thought she was going to be my best friend on the show, no matter what. I loved her to pieces when we first started filming and it broke my heart that it went this direction. Um, never saw that coming. Trust me, never saw that coming. Um, You know, I think though, at the same time, I don't think I could trust that person um, because, you know, I have children, I have a family, I have people to protect in my life. And I just felt like she was relentless and she wanted, you know, she wanted to destroy me in any way she could. There was, she just wanted me to be kicked off the show and that was her goal. We'll see what happens with Dallas. I mean, obviously, it seems like you, everyone, all the ladies, I get to see you on social media. A lot of them, you know, engage with my page pretty often. And it's nice to kind of see, you know, at least life go back to some normalcy. Obviously, when you're in that type of housewives environment, things are heightened yeah. when there are cameras on you. There's drama and there are tears and, you know, obviously a lot of fun as well. You know, yeah. but but things are heightened. How are things with you and Carrie? Because last time we spoke, you guys had just launched your podcast. Yeah. Carrie and I actually see each other every week. I saw her yesterday and she always has me cracking up. She's so funny. And that's why I love her um, when I'm filming Kim and Carrie do Dallas. We have the best time, you know. She um, has no filter and she makes me feel really uncomfortable. Sometimes the things she brings up and I'm like, Oh my God, I cannot believe you just talked about this guy's like wiener. I'm like, you know, and it's just like, it, it's just so funny because our personalities are so different, but it works. And I feel like it's a great dynamic for the podcast because we're both so different and she's a great girl. She's definitely a girl. I can call if my tire was flat. She'd come pick me up in two seconds. 
I have to say, too, on the podcast, what I loved is that you, at the time that a lot of the, you know, the drama was going down over the summer, you did an episode where you kind of were like, look, I'm here to learn. I'm not saying I'm going to be perfect, but I want to be better. And you had yeah. a whole conversation about it. Um, what was the decision? You know, I do you feel like people believed that the motive was genuine and, and were supportive at the time? I do. I think people really know who I really am. They yeah. see me all these years. They know like where my heart is. They know that I'm not out for blood. I'm not out to hurt people. Like that's just not in me. And I, I really do think they know that I did have a lot of learning to do. Like I think majority of the people in America have a lot of learning to do. And I think they knew that. And I think they accepted that I did get the learning. And I think they were happy with that. What's one lesson you wish the audience would take away from your experience? Because we didn't get to see it play out. We didn't get to see any resolution. What did you learn that you hope you can, you know, a message that you can share with people? Listen more. I definitely think I need to do more listening and less talking. You know, being a housewife, you're just like pushed and pushed and pushed to talk and talk and react and react. And I think in our world right now, we need to take a break and we need to listen and let other people talk. And that's the one thing that was a challenge for me because I've always been pushed and pushed by production, talk, react. And it's like, you know, when you, you just got to sit back and be like, okay, this is not my time to talk. <laughs> so. That's good. I think we're all doing better at, at listening. I mean, we live in a very, um, self-absorbed culture of like social media and look at me on my Instagram stories and I'm going to post a picture of my perfect life on Instagram and you know and then I'm going to go on TikTok and I'm going to dance and you know yes. and it's very self-absorbed and you know sometimes it's kind of hard to pull back the filter on social media and just be you know humans again and I think yep. you know we're we're all learning we're all learning Cameron like I said I'm still learning too. Yeah. And I, I think it's also important too, for people to realize like I am human, we're all human, you know, and even though we might look like we're so perfect on social media or our life is so perfect at the same time, no one saw me at home crying. No one saw me stress out for all these months. Like I hold my emotions in. I keep it very private sometimes. And when you're not, when the cameras are around, no one knows what's going on. Right. So, um, we're all human. And I think, People sometimes forget that. And especially on Twitter, I think people forget that. And people just attack, attack, attack. And it's like, you have to realize I'm breathing and I'm living, you know? It's easy when you're at home on the couch and you have a Twitter account and yes. you're just popping off. But it's a lot harder when you're in the hot seat and when all the eyes are on you and, you know, you're caught in uncharted territory and you're trying to navigate through that. It's challenging and people don't realize that or people don't realize how some of their everyday comments or some of their everyday outlooks or perspectives may be put in the same hot seat had they been in front of an audience. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you yeah. think Real Housewives of Dallas is done or do you think there is hope for it in the future? I do think there's hope for it in the future. You know, they didn't say canceled, so they said hiatus. So maybe it will come back, you know, on Peacock and there'll be a reboot one day. I'll have to decide, you know, if I am asked back one day, I'll have to decide, of course, if I'm going to go that direction. 
Cause you know, now that I'm off the show, I'm like, I'm getting pretty comfortable with just being a housewife again over here. A you real know? housewife. I'm getting comfortable, you know, yeah. like this is not so bad. <laughs> so yeah. So I'll have to think about it, but okay, I think it will one day, one day. Yeah. How are the holidays going? Are you in hol- a full holiday mode? Are you ready? I mean, we're already at the end of the year and I'm like, we just celebrated New Year's. Like, how did we get here? I mean, I have all my decorations up, which is so fabulous and nice. I do not have all my Christmas shopping done. I have a lot of Christmas shopping to still do. And um, I'm hoping to get that done this week. And usually I have all my gifts done by now. But for some reason, I've been like dragging my legs. I I, Sometimes I think too hard about what I want to get people. Mm. And I want to get them that perfect gift that's going to make them just so excited when they open a present. And then I just stress myself out. Cause I'm like, Oh, that's not the gift. Keep looking. <laughs> I do the same thing and I always end up changing my mind and then switching yep. gifts. And then I end up with too many gifts because then I end up buying other things <laughs> that I end up finding. And then, yeah. And then I'm like, Oh, this person I bought three gifts for. And then this person I bought like hardly anything for now I need to overcompensate or find a balance <laughs> in some way. I'm like, ah, she was a bitch this year. Anyway, let's, she, she doesn't yes. deserve three gifts. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's an, ex- it's a busy time. It's exciting. I love Christmas time. I love decorating. I love shopping. I just had a little holiday party over here. Oh, I love that. Did you have a signature cocktail? I had a couple signature cocktails oh my and goodness. they were Bravo inspired Cameron. Yeah. Oh my God. I love it so much. I did like I a Vanderpump it. rules, um, old fashioned with like the Tom's Tom's good love and whiskey. And then I did a real house as a Beverly Hills inspired frosé. So it was, it was fun. I love that so much. I love a good frosé. That's for sure. I want one right now. (laughs) Should real houses of Dallas come back in the future? What would you envision for the show? Obviously with Miami, you know, they're, they've rebooted it a lot. They've switched up some of the cast members. They've brought in some of the OGs. Some of the original girls are now just kind of friends of, but still very much a part of the dynamic. And it's, it's shifted a lot. Yeah. I definitely think they, they should do a little shake, you know? Um, and I don't really know who to shake off. I don't know. And it's hard because it's like, I actually have really good friends with mostly everyone on the cast. Um, so it's kind of hard to, you know, um, but I do think that it should come back. And I do think that they need, you know, two more really strong players, two people that have really good, strong opinions. Cause I think that's so important. We want to hear different perspectives and views. And I think it's important to have a big, you know, dynamic mix of women. And I don't know who those women would be, of course, but there's so many amazing people in Dallas and it just blows me away that more people are not willing to be part of the show. And that is one hard part is that people are very, very private here and conservative and like they're you know, afraid to expose their lives. And I, I do think though, over the years, people are more willing to be part of the show. And I'm hoping maybe eventually people be, you know, more open to the idea. I think so. What do you think Dallas, the show didn't represent well enough about 
Dallas because I've been to Dallas. I've worked in Dallas. You know, I used to do events out in Dallas. So I know the community and the culture and the people in Dallas a lot better. But as somebody that lives there, what do you feel like wasn't represented accurately on the show that you wish we would see more of? Yeah, well, you know, first off, every I I hang out in Highland Park Village all the time. I hang out with all the restaurants there. I shop there. And that is one area that you guys couldn't see because of filming rights. Like they didn't have the rights to go in there. Like they just weren't ready to expose that shopping area. And so that's really hard because that's like the heart of Highland Park. It's like magical. And there's a lot of restaurants that are staples in Dallas that people would relate to. We can't show though, because they have so many customers in there that won't allow the cameras and God. And it's just, there's so many things you all did not get to see. I do think the charity world is a very strong part of Dallas. And I know for a season that did not go well, <laughs> but it's the truth. But yeah. believe it or not, like Dallas has many chair charity events and, you know, socializing it's very common to be like, Oh, I'll meet you at the charity event. Like that's just what we do. So, um, we didn't really get to see much of that because a lot of the charities that are, you know, uh, large organizations here in Dallas won't allow filming. So you guys couldn't really see a lot of the real stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the history that I had in Dallas was hosting charity events and bringing in different talent and, and they were fun, you know, and that is so, so um, a big part of the Dallas culture is that charity scene. But obviously we know with season one, it was too much charity and people were like, we need a break from all the charity. And I think it found its balance eventually. But And even when I hosted my Sparkle Dog launch party, like I had a lot of girlfriends that came, but there was a lot that wouldn't come because they're like, oh, my lawyer did not approve the contract. And it's like, okay, the camera is not going to chase you around right. unless you like, get a cat fight. Like, right. But I feel like a lot of people just think they're going to be on camera the whole episode or something. And it's just so funny to me that people think that. But yeah, I had a lot of friends that couldn't come because you know their lawyers didn't approve the contract. Or I had photos of girlfriends when I was talking about stories that you know production wanted to flash on the screen, but I couldn't because the contract, mm. the contract. It's like, you know, crazy town. The contract looks very crazy. So I understand. I get it. At the same time, it's, you know, I've, I've been on the show five times. It's not like they're going to go find a new person that's random and go chase them down. Right. Do you still have the pink binder from the reunion? I do. And it's actually my cabinet over there in the right. And, um, uh, there is a lot of stuff I didn't pull out, but you know, and, and the reason is too, it's like, I wanted to reconcile. I wanted to move forward. You keep bringing up drama and drama and drama. You're never going to reconcile, but I had it in case, but I chose not to. Cause I just kept hoping we'd move forward. But what maybe never say never, who knows what the future holds uh, or what's on the horizon. I know. How are the other ladies feeling? Do they feel like they've gotten some closure since the season's wrapped? No, I don't think any of them have ever felt closure. They, uh, they're actually, some of them are more fired up than I am. And they just, you know, they don't want to get involved in the fire, but at the same time, they definitely have strong opinions about everything. And, you know, we're pretty much all on the same page. You know, you get to a point though, when someone doesn't want to move forward, everyone's affected. And so that's the hard part. It's like, we all want to move forward. We all want to put it behind us. It's like, we can't, how do we do that? Yeah. So it's just all in limbo. 
We'll see how it all turns out, Cameron. Where can people go to keep up with your fabulous pink life and sparkle dog and seeing hopefully some some new pictures or videos of of Pugsley and and the hunky hunky trainer Brad. Yes, <laughs> I know. Um, you can go on uh, Cameron Westcott on Instagram, and and then you can also find us for our podcast Cam and Carrie on all the platforms. And we actually have a video as well on YouTube of us doing our live podcast now as well, so you can Ooh. watch the video as well. So that's really fun. So you can see Cam and Carrie, you know, every week as well. And you'll see lots of funny laughs. And yeah, so exciting. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Cameron, for coming and being honest and being open and just so willing to kind of put the mistakes out there and put the growth out there as well. I think that's important. People love to focus on mistakes that we make without actually wanting to learn and grow with us. So I appreciate the candor and the willingness to just still push and have those difficult conversations and, and find closure through that. And hopefully there will be some sort of mending in some way. I have faith that Real Houses of Dallas may have a resurgence in the future. Yes, for sure. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Uh Definitely go and support Cameron's podcast with Carrie. It's a lot of fun. I can't wait to see the rebrand of Sparkle Dog. And I'm excited to see what's on the horizon for you, Cameron. Guys, thank you for tuning in. I will talk to you later this week. Lots more tea to be spilled. So stay tuned. All right. Love you. Mean it. Bye. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com records.